morning, college football degenerates. We're back with a very special surprise Saturday morning college football update. Um, I'm Michael. I'm here with my co-host, Petty. How's it going this morning, Petty? Man, it is going, and I feel like days like today are worthy of one Michael Buffers. Let's get ready to rumble! Because, man, it is... It's the. It's that look. We joked on on our podcast this week about the whole game of Millennium crap, but let's be real. This is the most anticipated weekend game of the season. If not, the Trumper wouldn't be in Tuscaloosa. Kanye, JT. I mean, it's like the red carpet of celebrities coming to Tuscaloosa this weekend for this game. That no doubt, no doubt. There is a lot of eyes on this game, and that's why we're not covering it in today's episode. And I want to give a quick disclaimer. First off, no ads. This is all quality material here. Second, if you are a regular podcast listener and you like all of our segments, like all the feels and the Saturday morning cocktail, and you're not really here for the college football, hang up and come back next Wednesday or next Thursday <laughs> when we drop, because you're not going to like this. This is football. That's what we're going to do. And without any more waste of time, we're going to get into it. All right. Yeah. And Bammers, don't get mad at us, man, because we love you and we know it's a big game, but we're, we're not talking about that one on this. We've, we've talked about it. It's already been talked about. We don't. It's just time to play. Yeah. We don't have anything additional to add at this point. It's everything from every angle of this game has been covered. Uh, you know where we sit and uh, we'll just see how this game goes at 3.30. And on that note, we'll, we'll get to this, but that means a lot of really important games today are probably going to be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've I've joked with Michael. We're calling this day. If you look at the 230 slot and take away Bama LSU, there's actually a lot of good matchups. And I mean, it's almost like the tree falling in the woods theory. Is anybody even going to notice? Is anybody even going to notice? The ratings are going to suffer. If you're on this, if you're on the same line as us, jump on and vote on our Twitter poll. I don't know if it's still running, but we asked whether at 4 p.m. Central on today, whether or not there would be more people inside Vault Hemingway Stadium at Ole Miss or in the Grove <laughs> watching all the other games. So in, in the Grove. Give us your vote. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> I will say I am going to add one one more LSU-Bama note that uh, the only thing that can be added is for you Bama fans, I know you were hoping that uh, Tua passes the one last test and that he can outrun Saban's ass. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, for one, am hoping that's the case. But anyway, let's, let's uh, before we jump into our college football, let's do a quick update on our pick our pick three, because we have had a couple games already play this week. Um, our, NFL guru start, <laughs> our NFL guru started 1-0 this week uh, with the Raiders winning outright. They were a small underdog, but they went outright. And then, Petty, tell me about that stupid loss you had last night, which, by the way, this is not Petty's fault. This was crazy. I, at halftime of the game, I'm sitting out at a high school football game in 38 degree weather uh, for the playoffs for my kids because I'm, I'm a daddy, I'm a champion. And I looked at the the I had the game going on my phone, UCF at Tulsa. I had the over at 69 and a half. I looked down at halftime and they've scored 45 points. And I sent Mike, I'm like, hey, starting out one and oh, baby, looks good. All I need is 24. You score 45 points in the first half. I needed 25 points in the second half. And uh, so for all you UCF Twitter warriors and Mike Bianchi down at the Orlando Sentinel that thinks UCF needs to be in the SEC. I think it's time y'all shut up and realize that your your Cinderella season is what it was. You're basically Tulane of 1999. You had one good year, and now you need to shut up because you scored three points in the second half, and you screwed me, and somehow y'all didn't even uh, – I lost. I guess that's me bitching. I, if, you're not, if you're not catching on, I lost this bet. <laughs> You brought it all the way back to Tulane. Oh, my God, that's pretty bad knockdown. But uh, my only question before we jump out of this topic is, 
hey, UCF, do you still want Bama? Yeah, you still want Bama and UCF? <laughs> really? Come on. All right. Because you um, went to Tulsa and lost. Well, Tulsa. Not, are you finished ranting yet? I'm done. I'm done. I'm are you done sure crying. you don't want to go like another 20 seconds of ranting I, real quick I'm, about I'm, this? I'm done crying. I'm it's done not crying. that big a deal. You're still going to go two and one. It's not that All big right, a deal. Yeah. Two and one. All right. All right, so uh, one more thing we want to cover before we get into our games. We've got five or six games we want to talk about. But uh, I know everyone's heard the news about Chase Young, the Ohio State defensive end, uh, edge rusher, who magically self-reported a um, a loan, quote-unquote, that he got from a family friend, quote-unquote, in 2018. Okay, Several things about this hit me the wrong way, and I made a conspiracy call as soon as I heard the news that Chase Young just doesn't want to play the rest of the season, and he has self-reported this violation to give himself an out so he can just go sit back, relax, and prepare for the combine. Because we have to admit, his draft stock is as high as it's going to get right now. You can't get any higher than 100%. I felt like this was a conspiracy between him and his agent. And as it turns out, his family friend is a NFL Player Association registered agent. Oh, isn't that something? So what I'm getting out of this is basically he's got people in his camp that watched the Jadavian Clowney situation and realized <laughs> the the heat he took for taking off and like, hey, how do we do this without catching the heat? Oh, we self-report a violation so you don't look like a quitter on your team. It was actually a mistake you made, not the fact that you're a quitter, when in actuality you just found a way to skirt the rules. Because I'm going to give a little insight on this. This rule could be fault, and he could win. Uh, one of the players that got Ole Miss on probation, one Mr. Leo Lewis, uh, admitted to taking money from Mississippi State, and the way he skirted it, because the money he got from State was from a guy, Farad Green, who was a tight end on their team's dad at Colin Junior College, who they claimed to oh, have wow. a prior existing Personal relationship connection. connection yeah. And therefore, it wasn't ruled a violation, so he could actually beat this. So that could have actually been done. But the, the, my my theory and what I he believe don't is the truth play. is he does not want to beat this. He does not want to play. Um, he's he's too good for college football. Um, this will go back to our when you start paying players, you know, how much will they care? I feel like you'll get to see a lot more of this in five years. So um, anyway, let us know what you think about the Chase Young conspiracy theory that we were first to report. And uh, be glad to hear what you guys have to think about it. Is he a smarter Jadavian Clowney? All right, or or a Jadavian clowny with better with advisors. better advisor. There you that's go. Pe- there you that's go. Petty's quote from before the show. So I got to give you credit for that one. Let's go. Appreciate it. All right. So anyway, moving on in. We're six minutes deep, and we need to start talking about football. football. So starting with the noon games today, we've got two very interesting games coming up at noon. Actually, mm-hmm. one very interesting game and another game that's going to be a blowout. But how big of a blowout will it be? And we'll start with that one. So first game we're going to talk about is the Maryland Terrapins at Ohio State. Ohio State's minus 42 and a half at noon Eastern today. We've got an over under of 66. And a quick fun fact is this is the largest uh, spread in a power five game this year, probably ever. So what do you think, Betty? Well, it's even crazier because if if you rewind beginning the season, Maryland started off like kind of hot and was ranked at one time and kind of looked like a darling until they just started getting punched in the mouth by everybody. I mean, they've lost 52 to 10 to Minnesota I, they've lost uh, – Michigan blew them out. That, I mean, they haven't been playing close football. Um, Here's what happened. We were just fooled because everybody thought Syracuse was good. Maryland trounced Syracuse, and that's really all they've done all year. Yeah, fool's gold. There was a lot of fool's gold. 
So the the question here, the over under 66, like Michael pointed out. So what Vegas is thinking if this game goes to chalk, you're looking at a, a, a Ohio State 52 to three type game. Um, if you if you like the under, or if you think, I think 54 th- to 12, 54 to 12 is probably about as close as you can get to the chalk right there. So yeah, um, 54 to 12 is would would give you basically a push on both of them by depending on how you take that hook. Um, you know, Maryland's strength is offense. It's what it has been. But even, you know, they have their quarterback coming back uh, last week. He was a little rusty, um, didn't look very good against Michigan. But, you know, the expectation is he'll be a little better this week. But having said all that, uh, the Wisconsin uh, – or excuse me, when Maryland played Penn State, they were at full strength. And Penn State, you know, annihilated 52 them. to zero. Yeah, so there's a good chance Maryland doesn't score in this game. Um Really, all just depends on Ohio State's mentality. Because hear me trying to say LSU, yeah. <laughs> you know it's on my mind. Oh yeah, um, that this all depends on Ohio State's mentality coming into this game. And let's be real, uh, the the thought you you brought up those other defenses, and the thought train is Ohio State's got the best defense of them all. How much of a factor does Chase Young play not being there? I, I don't know, but if I'm looking at a line like this, if you're going if you're going gun to head, man, you just got to roll with Ohio State at home and assume they win this game fifty two to three. Right. No, and uh, when I'm looking. On, you know, I have a few like very small, not big dollar, but small s- subscription sites that have a, a list of supposed experts. And a lot of those guys are playing Maryland. And when I see everybody on the same side on those sites, it always goes the other way. I think Ohio State probably wins this game in the 40s to in the zeros. So it's very close to what I would see going on. So I'm not going to touch it. I've been burned enough by the Buckeyes. Um, but what do you, who do you think has the edge? You think Ohio State? I don't know, but if you're into trends, and Michael brought this trend up, so that again, giving credit where credit's due, Ohio State has covered seven straight games. That explains a forty-two point <laughs> five line. Vegas is sick and tired of paying people on Ohio State. Yeah, and, and well, and they're and they're testing people. C- keep betting on them. We'll keep pumping up that line. Eventually, they're not going to be able to cover, but they're playing a team so bad they still possibly could. Right. It's a noon game is the only thing on your side right now. If you're trying to take the underdog on this, you're just hoping that everybody's tripping over their own feet at 11 Central when they start. The yeah, and Ohio State gets bored in the fourth quarter. Right. I, I would take Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not touching it. So No, I'm not that, touching it. I'm not taking this game. That's a good game to start the day, but we have an, a pretty good idea that you won't be watching that game because there is a much better game going on at noon today, and that is the Penn State Nittany Lions going over to – Fire in a bottle, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota is a undefeated Power Five home dog in the eighth or ninth week of college football. What do you think about that? Oh, real quick, uh, over under forty seven and a half. Talk to me. Um, what I think about it, the last time Minnesota was this good, they had a controversial national title uh, against my Rebels, which was way before my <laughs> lifetime. Um, uh, at, at way before, I think my dad was a kid then. Uh, what do I think about this game? Uh, defense, 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 defense. Minnesota has outscored their conference opponents 206-72 to 72 this year, but they are averaging 28 points in those games. Kind of inflated because they did play the aforementioned um, – uh, Maryland team and blew them out and scored like 50-something points. But conversely, Penn State has only given up 77 total points in conference games uh, this year, which is second in the FBS. So I expect uh, one of those typical B1G games, we say it all the time, where you look and it's just a three, three yards and a cloud of dust. But, man, my question yep. is Minnesota, if you look at their schedule, it is kind of soft up to this point. 
They have played no one thus far, but they have still beaten every no one they've played. They have. Are they ready for a game of this magnitude? The lucky thing is they're not They're not in Happy Valley. They're playing this at home. I, I, on the line, to be honest, I, I, I would, I, I'm actually leaning Penn State on the line. That's who I took in my pick. But my play on this game would be the under. I think this is. Uh, I think this is. I think the teams are going to come out tight. It's going to be. You know, it, I, I'm an under fan of this one. I agree. Uh, I'm also on the under. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Golden Gophers because I took my bets early this week when I saw the lines, uh, kind of in passion picks. And you know, in two of the games that I took this week, uh, when I took Alabama and I took Minnesota, I was taking hopeful bets. I'm not sure how good the analysis points to those being the things. I think if you look at this game, you probably have to say that Penn, Penn State should walk away with it just because of the, the competition. But having said that, against similar competition, Minnesota's done exactly what Penn State has. Yeah. So I'm like you. I expect the slugfest. I like the under on that. One quick point. Uh, Penn State defensive tackle Antonio Shelton was suspended for the game for actually spitting <laughs> on a Michigan State player, which is all class. That's uh, all you can really say about that. Shouldn't be a very big deal. He is a big guy. He's a hole plugger. And as, as my man Petty said before the show, he's actually a little bit of a disruptor. Um, could possibly be a good thing for the Minnesota running game is what I'm thinking. So I think, um, you know, I'm going with Minnesota. It's more of a hopeful pick than uh pick. Pick from the heart, not a pick I, from the Man, brain. you just took the word. Like, you just stole – like, I was waiting to come in, Michael, and now I can't because you stole my line. I was just going to say, my mind tells me Penn State, and my heart is all over. I will be cheering for Minnesota in this game. I really like P.J. Fleck. He's kind of quirky. I do not like James Franklin whatsoever. No. Um, so, I, I'm going to be a gopher in this game. I, I just I, – I, I'm, I, I don't – I'm worried about him on the stage. But, like I said, I'm, I'm on the under here. Love it. Love it. That's good stuff. Well, hope you guys are going to be watching that one at noon. And if you're not watching that, maybe you're a Big 12 fan. And um, we've got a pretty good game coming up in the Big 12 today. We've got undefeated Baylor at TCU. They're only a two and a half point favorite there. Uh, Another noon Eastern kickoff uh, over under 48 on this one. And, you know, it looks like they're expecting a you know, a slug fest, but with Baylor, you know, traditional knowledge says they're high scoring teams. Why is that not the case this year, Patty? Because RG3 isn't walking through that door, Michael. And <laughs> oh, and people truth. have people have ignored the fact ever since the scandal went down at Baylor, people have kind of tuned out of Baylor. And I, I would I would venture to say most people probably didn't realize they were undefeated until about a week or two ago when they started popping up in the rankings. Um, right. And you see an over under in 48 uh, in, in a Big 12 game, and you're thinking, is that a halftime line? <laughs> you know, that's that's right. <laughs> So what that tells me, and, and TCU is going to be playing a third-string backup quarterback, Baylor has won a lot of defensive-type games this year. I really, again, not two games in a row, we got a low over-under for college, and I really like the under here. Oh, don't blame you. Uh, one reason, a quick pointer about that uh, third-string TCU quarterback is actually a walk-on as well. So, um, yeah. you know, not a scholarship guy there. He's, he's basically uh, – you know, they're down to their last man, it seems like, a quarterback. So, you know, it might be a tough day for TCU. And the one thing that does worry me, though, because I have Baylor actually in my pick three, so heaven forbid this is one I'm pulling far big after last night. Um, the line hasn't moved. A lot of times when you get that injury report, especially at the, the quarterback position, you start to see that line move a little bit, and it's stuck at that two and a half all week. So that that does worry yeah, me. Yeah, which is scary a little bit. It, yeah. it scares me a little bit, but Baylor's the better team here. I, I don't think TCU can score enough. I think Baylor wins this outright in an ugly 17-10, to 10, 20, you know, 21-10 type game, hopefully. <laughs> 
And that that would make me very happy. So let's just leave it at that. Let's yeah. not talk about any <laughs> other situation because that's what I want to happen. That would be two wins for me on the buck. So um, Baylor, TCU, Noon Eastern, if you're watching that game, uh, it seems like we both like Baylor, but we think it's a very suspicious line. We definitely both like the under on that game. So yes. um, moving out of the Big 12 and coming back over to the, the ACC, the almost competitive conference. <laughs> I got to give a little, uh, little props to my, my boy Petty for coming up with that one. But yeah, ACC football, not very good this year. Um, one team that we've been watching a lot all year that we've seen value in when their quarterback was healthy and kind of now he's back uh, is Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is heading up to Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech just hosted uh, Notre Dame last week, had a you know a real heartbreaker of a game, lost that last one in second. the last second. Yes, sir. Um, you know, what do you think about this game, Betty? I'm I'm a big believer in the hard to get off the mat type of games, especially when you lose one like they did to Notre Dame. Uh, Fuentes actually quietly had Virginia Tech playing better this year. People were down on him because they started out slow. Excellent game plans. He has been he's been game planning very well for his opponent. I, Michael, I tell you what, I'm going to go into a deep analysis here, really deep analysis. I'm talking. I'm talking I'm talking defensive lines, offensive lines. Virginia Tech's head coach Justin Fuentes is a Dave Matthews band fan. Oh yes. Yeah. Our boy at Wake Forest is a Talk Heads fan. You're correct. For your 80s fans, you you may be leaning Wake Forest for this alone, but know this Dave Matthews, one of my favorite covers he ever has done and I saw it live was the Talking Heads burning down the house. Burning down the house. Oh, yeah. So, man. That's a party. With that alone, I think Virginia Tech burns down the house. That's a horrible pick. I actually like Wake Forest in this game. I do, too. Um, I've got Wake in this one. It was one of the first games I picked out of it. Um, This was a play on Virginia Tech underperforming after that heartbreaker. Uh, I like Wake Forest minus the two and a half. Lay those points. You're not going to be watching the game. You're going to be watching – the, yeah, the the Penn State uh Penn State Minnesota game. One more note on this. Absolutely not. No, no, not at three. Oh no, this is three thirty. The oh, Ole Miss game. Yeah, you're going to be watching the Ole watching Miss New Mexico, game. Obviously, Ole, yeah, New Mexico State, <laughs> Ole Miss. What was I? No, thinking? this is game of the week. Game of the weeks at three thirty. So uh, LSU Bama. That's probably where all the most of the eyes will be turned. Um, this game's probably going to be ugly. Wake wins it by a touchdown. In the that's game. right. And one more note on this: Virginia Tech is one of those teams, kind of like I don't want to compare them to LSU, but at night, it it it, it that when they're playing that uh, inner Sandman and the stadium starts rocking, they're not a good day team. Right. Exactly. Heard that. So. Um, you guys know where we stand on that one. We're going to slip back out to the Big 12 because they've got a game going on at the exact same time. Um, Wait, what, what was that sound? Was that a tree falling Another in the tree falling in the woods that no one will pay any <laughs> attention to. But this one is our WTF line of the week that we did not catch on the podcast. It took us a little while to get through everything. And uh, we actually realized that we missed the WTF line of the week. And it's going to be K-State visiting Texas. Texas, K-State coming off the big win at Oklahoma. All right, and Texas is minus seven at home in this 330 game. What? Why? Tell me why. Why? Why why. is Texas, who loses to TCU, who doesn't have a defense, how do we expect them to beat K-State, who has beaten the monster of the Big 12? Mm -hmm. Why? And not just beat them, favored by seven. Favored by seven. This is a no-brainer when you're sitting in the in in the sports book out at uh at, at Caesar's Palace. You take K State. I bet seventy five dog. I bet seventy five percent of the tickets are on K State, and that's why we like Texas. That's because right. two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you're sitting at Caesar's, and you're like, "Son of a bitch! I just took a max bet on K State, and they're losing <laughs> to Texas. Give me a go. Find me one of those bunny girls at their the the craps table, and give me a double." 
Right. Yeah. A double and like a giant cigar, probably a pack of cigarettes after that. Yeah. Bet. <laughs> and slap me in the face because by God, Texas is going to shock them. Cigarettes are disgusting, by the way. PSA. I mean, Herman is going to be giving extra sloppy kisses to his players after this game. So with no analysis, we are literally calling this just on the line. Um, it looks like a real no-brainer K-State. So that's why we yeah, think no you brainer. should take Texas on this one if you're going to play it. Uh, if you're thinking about playing K-State big, you know, maybe think twice yeah. about it because we see this as a huge trap. Um, so that's it. Because that's If you like them, take them. Don't, don't go with this. Take them because they are the better team. They should win this game outright. But, guys, I'm telling you, be careful. Don't, don't bet the farm on this one if you're rolling with K-State. And don't be mad at us when you wanted to bet the farm and they do cover. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And with that, guys, we just wanted to get you a short update for college football so you could listen to it before the games kick off. Give us time to kind of you know polish this thing up a little bit and get it out for you. So we're hoping to have this you know online by, you know, 10, 1030 Central, so you guys can get a little uh, insight onto what these games are doing. So, and Petty, that's about all I've got this morning. Do you have uh, one last one one last nugget of information for our listeners? Look, man, nobody's going to be watching. Everybody's going to be in the Grove watching LSU, Alabama. But what may be happening in that stadium is sucky Ole Miss is playing the suckiest team in college football. I actually think Ole Miss covers a huge line this week against New Mexico State. Take them Rebels. I love it, man. I love that. And I'll give you guys my thoughts on the Bama LSU game. Um, this is this is Homer. My crimson glasses are attached to my head today. <laughs> 38, to, 38 to 19. Uh, I think LSU is going to be able to move the ball in the open field pretty well. I think when they get in the small field that they're going to be that Bama will be able to lock it up. It's going to lead to a lot of field goals on the LSU side. We just homered the hell out of the end of this this pick'em. This Roll is a Saturday morning night. special. You can you can be a homer if you want to. Let us know what you guys think. I uh, hope you guys have good luck today. Uh, this is Week Zero. Michael, I'm signing out. This is Petty. Hey, y'all have a good one, man. Enjoy the day.